The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? This is G. Cobb in the House. Uh, we're on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren, and I am joined by Gary G. Cobb. What's happening, G.? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. We got a uh, we got a lot to discuss this evening. We got think we do. When we last spoke last week, uh, the Phillies had just wrapped up a heartbreaking loss. Uh, they got a great game out of Pedro that Friday. Uh, the bullpen blew it. They lose two to one. So you don't know what's going to happen now. You got your split. Still anybody's series. And man, Cliff Lee goes out Sunday night. Absolutely mows them down, and they give him eleven runs in support. I mean that game was pretty much over before it started. They come back out again, and they kind of do the same thing. They put, You know, Cole Hamels hasn't been great. We're going to get to Cole Hamels in a minute. Um, but one of the things he does do, when he makes mistakes that go over the wall, and he does make them, they really weren't hurting the Phillies at all. They weren't hurting them at all because he doesn't walk people. He didn't hit people, and that's what the Dodgers did. So then when somebody comes up and parks one, that's three runs right there. That hurts. Mm-hmm. Cole didn't do that, and to his credit, as much as he has not been good, and like I said, we'll get to Cole, he was just good enough, and the offense is just sizzling right now. And they went, and they, I mean, the Dodgers are, gee, would you call them gutless? They're, they're borderline gutless. I don't know if we should use that term, but I, I, they're, they just, where's the fight? Where's the fight? Well, you know, uh, really, uh, in, in all fairness, though, you know, the um, the Phillies took it out of them, you know, and the Dodgers live by their pitching, and when they took apart their pitching staff, it really, they took apart them. I mean, every time, you, you know, it's like you're in a fight, and every time you hit him, he hits you back harder. Yeah. Uh, you try to hit the guy, boom, he, he you know, he, he puts together a combination on you. It's like you don't even want to hit him because every time you hit him, he hits you back. And that's what happened because... You know, they scored in the first inning. What happens? Phillies hit a three-run homer. I mean, they scored in the second inning, or they, they hit another home run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's where uh, it's like, you know, a team scores a touchdown. Well, you, you score right back. Yeah. Well, they score another touchdown. Well, you score right again on them. I mean, it's like you don't even give them a chance. I mean, how, how, how many innings were they ahead in the whole series? I mean, you know, it, it just they just wore them down because they answered every challenge. They um, they pummeled them. I mean, and you know those guys, the bats. I mean, and, and, you know, and the thing is, every game before they could even get situated in the park, and the guys could get out and get relaxed. Boom, they're already behind. Yeah, and and like you said, G, the Dodgers were essentially kicking field goals, and the Phillies well, were scoring touchdowns. That's right, and and mentally, it just wore them down. I mean, and. To their point, they're going like, goodness, man, every guy we sent out there, <laughs> you 
you know, and then they, they they got the great perform, performance out of Padilla, and and they wound up, you know, getting that. But look look how they had to scratch scratch out of that. I mean, they just really, uh, you know, the uh, the Phillies had a number, and really the big thing is the Phillies were pitching to Ramirez. I mean, they were jamming him, and he didn't have an answer for it. No, he really didn't have an answer for it. You know, he, he was he wasn't laying off those pitches because they were balls. Right. And he kept swinging at them, and uh, they were jamming him. And he didn't get to the point where he says, look, you know, maybe I need to stop swinging at these. But he kept swinging at them because he wanted, you know, he didn't want to. See, and, that, and, that's, 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 and that shows to be a, uh, a problem with Manny is the fact that, you know, he won't, he won't say, look, you know, the guy behind me is going to have to do it then, you know. Right, and, and he's clearly not right. He wasn't hitting like he did in, in the last NLCS. And that's no, he wasn't. doing another point, too, with R- Ramirez. I know he's won. I know he won. He, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't taking his steroids. You know, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, his supply ran out. But I think, <laughs> and I'm not big on team chemistry in baseball. I think in other sports it, it plays a lot bigger. But in baseball, the bottom line is I'm a batter. i got to face the pitcher. And if, gee, you're my teammate and you don't like me, it doesn't matter. I can still hit a home run whether you like me or not. Yeah, it, it's like, not as it's not as much, uh, you know, uh, it's not as conducive. I mean, football is so much more team-oriented because you can't even do your job if that guy doesn't do his job, and and that, that makes a little little uh, that makes it even more intertwined. And, and baseball is not as much that way. It's not. But here's my question: uh, So when you have a guy like Manny, and they always say Manny being Manny, and I'm not even making this stuff about the, him going to the showers, but with the Red Sox, that was a veteran team. Um, this Dodgers team is young, easier, Kemp, Loney, uh, Clayton Kershaw. These guys are just making their way into the league. Uh, how much – I mean, I'm sorry, but he's – how can he – he's not any kind of a leader at all. He just – now, I will say this. His I-don't-care attitude, I think, is one of the reasons he's such a great hitter. And by that, I mean, in baseball, you're best if you can be relaxed at the plate. He's always relaxed at the plate because he doesn't really care. I mean, when he just tapped that ball up at Durbin, he stared at it. And then jogged to first. How can your teammates not look at you? Go, come on, dude. It's a young team. I think I, I have a tr- tough time seeing them get over the hump as long as he continues to behave that way. Do you think he's that big of an issue, or or is this team just not ready in general? Um, well, I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear all you say. You were talking about the uh, the, the um... Manny about about Manny. Uh, with a, with well, you know, I, I think. I think with regards to Manny, and I think some of the things are overblown, because, look, if they had got a certain hit at a certain place, you get an out at a certain place, you know, a lot of things, you know, you know hey, it's, it's not a big deal. Uh, and I think, you know, all I can attend it to, I was thinking about it today in that, in some ways, it's like um, you've got all these journalists, right, and they've been covering, you know, Churchill and Roosevelt and, you know, all of these huge events going on in the world. And then now you're covering a sports event. Well, you try to make everything, over, you know, just, oh, this guy got this hit because he is noble and he is not. I mean, look. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's not all that. That guy's better than that guy. You know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's no more than that. Yeah, I mean, and essentially, you know, like we already said, the Phillies smacked him in the mouth good. I mean, they are... They're not a lineup I, I think many people want to face. And, and the Dodgers are young. They are still learning how to win. But, you know, they, they come into this series. I mean, yeah, the, 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 the Phillies are better. Come on. Tell me a power hitter they have on there. That any, uh, you know, I mean, you, you got Manny, right? Look at all the hitters that the, the Phillies have. They really are more dangerous. 
They they are. I mean, the Dodgers have guys that can hit home runs, but you don't look at them as a consistent. Power I mean, think of it. Time. What kind of series did Utley have? Well, oh, all right. You know, not, you know. Yeah. yeah. N- not much, really. But it didn't no, even matter. Really, it didn't even matter. Come on. <laughs> and then, but See, then you get a guy and that's like the difference in the Phillies, and really, if you ask me, the Eagles is different, and then Phillies and some of the other teams. They have so much. Come on. Yeah, they do. They're they're tough because it's not – and, see, you know watching this NLCS and the last one, you, you get that feeling in your stomach and you look up and see Manny in the batter's box. You're like, my God, again? Didn't we just get around him? You can't really do that with the Phillies. You can look and say, oh, Utley and Howard, oh, let's try and get through them. They're, you're not through anything. Now yeah. you're under worth and Ambania. I mean, now really, you're when you've got those other guys hitting, really, that's what it comes down to. I mean, because really, as I said, Utley – what did Utley do in the series? I mean, airmail a couple into the into the telecom. I mean, I mean, you think of it. You know, he didn't do anything. And see, this is what I'm talking about—a team. And that's why I always stress with the Eagles: is look, go out and get great players. Oh well, we don't need a great player. What are you out of your mind? Because what it does is, it gives you greater room for error. Because you can have a guy that can take over a game. Come on, look at. I mean, look at Worth. The game he had, he basically closed it out. Okay, series over. Okay? Yeah. Because they said, well, we're going to pitch. You know, I mean, look at the shot in the gut that three-run homer in that first inning of the last game was. I mean, come on. Yeah, and especially coming after the, you know, I think we agree that the turning point, the the real nail in the coffin was Rollins' double just to right center. I mean, that oh, yeah. was, now, that, was that was a, that was a kill shot. It was. I mean, Broxton. You know, he was thinking about stairs. He put him on in four. Places. Well, you know, and 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 really, I mean, come on. Uh, I, you know, a guy with the kind of stuff he's got. You know, I mean, for him to be like that. I mean, and and then you know, I guess really he's got the he's got the Lidge disease because you know what the, uh, Albert did it to Lee, to Lidge. Remember? Yeah, we'll have to see if Broxton's ever right. But yeah. coming into this series, gee, we were the ones we saw oh, the Phillies bullpen. Boy, I'll tell you what. It's only going to take one or two blown saves, and then you're out of the playoffs. Dodgers yeah, that's right. Bullpen. They got Broxton. They got George Sherrill. Those two were terrible. Sherrill was terrible, too. Yeah. And, no, and you know, Quote did a pretty good job. But, uh, you know, Bel- Belisario has excellent stuff, but his, his ERA was inflated. <sighs> what happened to their bullpen? I mean, that was supposed to be the bullpen. That's where they yeah. supposedly had the well, Phillies beat. You know, they didn't come through, but really the Phillies kept pressure on them the whole time. They... They they uh they had a knife at their neck the entire series. That's what they did. They they basically had that knife sitting there, and every time that you know because just the pressure of always being behind in the series, it's draining. You're always yeah. behind. <laughs> you play every inning. You're behind. Especially it makes everything trying. else you know so much more intense. You know somebody's got to get on. We got to get something going. You know. So yeah, you know, um, continues to mount, mount, and now you're squeezing the bat, the sawdust, and it's and it's like you said every time. All right, we got the one run lead. Well, that's you got about five minutes left of that because here come the Phillies again, and it's just it does it wears on you and it wears on you and it drains you. And then you know by by the by the end of the game, by the end of the series, it's like oh you know what, what, what do you want from us? What do you want from mm-hmm. us? Well, we got to go to break, G. Uh, on the other side, we'll have to start talking about the Yankees and the upcoming World Series. So uh, we'll see you in a few.
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. The Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective. That'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our Huge selection. (laughs) Enormous variety. One-stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like See store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. Or try to convince you that our product will give you cleaner, tighter abs in minutes. A perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? We're back here on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren, along with G Cobb. And we've been talking a little baseball. Obviously, things are heating up. And usually, obviously, we're big on Philadelphia sports here. And it's, a, it's actually becoming a habit that we're talking about the Phillies this time of year. This is three years in a row that we've been to playoffs. This is the second time in the World Series. They've already got a, 
a World Series ring, and believe me, it was not like that for a very long time. But that's what we're talking about. We got the Yankees trying to close out those those Angels, and last night, um, boy, the Angels almost had their hearts ripped out. That four to nothing. Uh, Lackey gets into a little trouble. Bases loaded, and, and uh, Sochi decides to pull him. And then the hit parade comes, and the Yankees just do what the Yankees do. They're up six to four. And they blow it, so the Angels come back now. They're still in the series. they got some fight and maybe a little momentum. We'll see. Um, I think, Gene, are you going to assume the Phillies are playing the Yankees? I think that's what most are assuming, even though it's not. Well, you, so you, can't, you can't do that. Come on, because, uh, I mean, you know, it's not like they got. How many games they got to win? How many games uh, do the Angels have to win? Two. They got to win two, yeah. How many games? They got to win two games. True. It's true. Uh, uh, you know. The Yankees, I think, are, are the best team in baseball. I don't know that they certainly didn't show it last night. That bullpen blew it. They absolutely blew it. Um, they are working on a three-man rotation. And if this series gets deep, uh, I, I kind of rationalize this two ways. You can look at it. Remember the 2007 Rockies when the Phillies uh, played them in the wild card? They, they just mowed them down. I mean, the Rockies just absolutely destroyed them. They were on a hot streak to end all hot streaks. They go into the NLCS, mow them down again. Meanwhile, the Red Sox were kind of stalling in the ALCS. It took them a while to get there. So the Rockies had to sit. And when they sat, they got cold. Do you worry, if this series goes long, do you think the Phillies are helped that they get the rest? Well, you know, they dealt with it last year. They didn't have a problem. So, you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't look at it as much of a problem because they dealt with it last year, you know. Right. So they got to feel pretty confident they can do it again this year because, you know, this was the situation they were in last year. Yeah, it, it is true, um, and because they, they went uh, they went seven last year with the the Rays and Red Sox went seven, so I, I think I'd prefer the rest. But if the Yankees, let's, let's say the Yankees win, and it takes them six or seven games, uh, you know, seven games, CC Sabathia on three days rest that's that's asking a lot. And the Phillies saw that last year when he came in with Milwaukee. He was a he was a three day he was he was pitching on three days rest for what like a month. Um, I, I think he's a better pitcher this year. Um, how do you think the starting pitching of the Phillies stacks up with the Yankees? I definitely think CeCe's the best of the group. Lee is not far behind. Mm-hmm. The Phillies are just much deeper as, as starters. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, the big thing about the Phillies is I think they go into the series basically saying, look, this is really up to us. We play our game, and I think that's pretty, you know, you can't be more confident than that. You realize that, look, we're, we're the ones that are going to decide whether we're going to win it or not. We're not where we look at one of those teams and say, oh, you know, that's so much better than us. We play our best ball. Uh, we can't beat them. I don't, think they can, I don't think they have to look at it that way because you know they can score as many runs as they need to score. Uh, you know, they've got, you know, um, you know, they feel good about Lee and everything. And, you know, who knows, Pedro. Uh, and and they, the thing about them is they're battlers. The whole team is they're a bunch of fighters, man. And you know that, I think that's a big thing. They really are, and they showed that, like we talked about with the Rollins double, where it's not one guy. It's worth. It's Ruiz the next night. Abanez had a three-run homer to open against the Dodgers. You know, Rollins gets the big hit. Howard gets the big hit against the Rockies to close them out. It's really pick your poison, and I don't know how you do it. The, the Phillies definitely. I'll tell you what, gee, this team's better than last year, with the exception maybe, of the back end of the bullpen. But they've been better, although Madsen not really. But Lidge has been good, even though he hasn't been in one of those pressure situations. Uh, but for the most part, the bullpen's been good. Chad Durbin's been phenomenal. Uh, he really hasn't gotten much mentioned. Uh, Yankees have an excellent bullpen, too. Um, 
but that was the big question mark was this Phillies bullpen. And they, I think that they've been better than we've expected. And, God, you look at some of the starting pitching they're getting, this is a very, very, very good Phillies team that can play with anybody. And if you remember, they went into Yankee Stadium. They should have swept them. Mm-hmm. They should have swept them, but Lidge decided to uh, put his fingerprints on the game when A-Rod you know, sent the ball all over the yard. But they've already proved they can play with these guys. Absolutely. I mean, if, you had, if, if the Yankees do make it through, and I know that's an assumption I probably shouldn't be making, um, but I, think I just think they're better than the Yankees. They really do. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, even with the game last night, I mean, here you, you know, you had like that, and then you, you know, boom, you give up, you let them jump on you like that. Because really, uh, they could jump on them with a good pitching outing, and, and the Yankees could jump on them one inning, and then it's game over, and you know. So I would lean towards the Yankees, but I, I'm not going to assume it's going to be the Yankees because, like I said, all, all the Angels have to do is win two games. I mean, what's two games? No, no, you're right, and, and the Angels have, have traditionally played the Yankees very tough. I wonder. Did you see last night when Lackey got pulled out? Did you get a chance to see the game? When... No, no, I didn't. Well, they, when they took out Lackey, now Lackey's a guy, too, and this is what I want to talk about with Cole Hamels. Lackey's a guy, too, that if his defense does makes a poor play, he'll let him hear. You know, he, he's got a little bit of a mouth on him, and when, when Socha took him out, he, he walked a guy to, to load the bases, four-run lead, there's two out. And you can clearly say, hear him say, he's like, this is mine. He's like, are you kidding me? Are you expletiving me? This is mine. And he, he just, he whined his way off the mound. We're starting to see a little bit of that with Cole. He, 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 you know, when, when Utley threw the ball in the dugout, he kind of threw his hands up. You know, after the game, Charlie Manuel said, you know, well, you know, I'll talk to him about it. And Utley, you know, Hamill said, oh, he can say that all he wants. I'm, I'm an emotional guy. I'm this or that. Are you sensing an attitude from, from Cole? I mean, a guy like Lackey seems to get away with it. This is kind of the first we've seen. Cole's kind of acting like a baby. Well, uh, you know, uh, I think this is just some of Cole's personality. I mean, you know, um, you know, it, that's just the way he is. I mean, like him or not, we've seen some of this before. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cole hasn't been a stand-up guy all the time. I mean, you know, uh, you know, like you said, uh, you know, right after the game, he's, you know, he's going into the, all this stuff about, you know, um, He's missing his pitches by three feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he seems to be suffering from Lynch syndrome. I don't know if he has the confidence right now. Well, you know, now that is, that is a good point. But, you know, see, the thing about him, and see, this is where at times, you know, like he's really being too honest. Yes. Is, is right now, is he your game two starter? Well, I, you know, Charlie sounded like that, I think, today, from what I heard. I, that, uh, that, <laughs> I mean, gee, I, mean I, I think you agree. Right? He, he, he's borderline. I, I don't know if he's worth starting at this point. He's been, he hasn't yeah, been I know. Dreadful. He's really been shaky, man. Yeah, he hasn't been dreadful. But I'll tell you what, if he was pitching like he did last year, and I know that's a big if, whatever, but you've got to like Leon Hamels against just about anybody, and that includes the Yankees and Angels and whoever you got. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, that is a one-two punch, but I don't know if you do that. Now, the Yankees were actually, I think, a little worse against righties. I mean, is Pedro a consideration at, two, at game two? Uh, I think he is. Uh, and um, from what, um, from what, um, uh, from what, 
I heard uh, Charlie talking about, you know, Charlie uh, was kind of playing on the whole thing of, you know, having said he didn't have a problem with having him uh, <laughs> up there uh, pitching at Yankee Stadium, you know, if that's the case. Uh, you know, we hear all that, you know, who's your daddy type stuff, all that junk. So yeah. he said that, you know, he thinks Pedro could, would, would, would rise to the occasion, you know. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, yeah, like he I, did out there in L.A., he rose to the occasion. He absolutely did, and I, I admit I was wrong. I never wanted any part of Pedro. I've been saying it all summer. I didn't want anything done with him. Yeah, you were wrong, dude. You were wrong. I was right. I admit it. I admit it. Dude, was, you were really wrong. <laughs> I, was, I was really wrong about Pedro. He's done a phenomenal job. Uh, and he you're a Cole Hamels guy. What's that? You, you're a Cole Hamels guy, you know, with the feather hair. Uh, Falling over your eyes. <laughs> I, I've been told I love I mean, that. really, I mean, Cole is, he is the antithesis of, of a Philadelphia, um, you know, classic Philadelphia baller, you know, that they, everybody loves. He, he talks, sometimes his voice gets real high. He's real soft and delicate, and he'll even say it. Uh, I'm kind of soft and delicate. You know, even to the point where it says, you know, my arm, you know, I, I know my body, and, you know, it can't take that. I can't go another inning. I mean, <laughs> I know my you body, know. <laughs> I just couldn't go out there and pitch. And so, say what you will about him. You know, and like I said, with the feather, you know, they, they cut his hair so, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I forgot what the, the stylist calls that, you know, with the, I think it's the feather, t you know, with the hair falling over the eye. Well, he's got better hair than Chase Utley. Jeez, what's he doing? But, I mean, not, not to get into a hairstyle conversation. I mean. But, but you're right. Hamels is kind of the antithesis of the, of the Philadelphia athlete, whereas a guy like Utley embodies it. Uh, you know, just tough as nails. He'll play through pain. He'll never talk about it. And Cole is, well, I'm just not feeling good today. Yeah. <laughs> well, he yeah, is but, but, but see, in reality, though, you know, he's he just open and he, and he, and he says – what might be true with somebody else, but he go, he goes right ahead and said it, says it, meaning that, you know, it's the whole male thing. Most men lie like dogs about everything, and so, <laughs> so, you know, the macho thing. Guys heard, no, I'm not hurting, <laughs> you know. But anyway, the macho thing is, you know, play the whole tough guy and and all that stuff, and uh, that's what, um, you know, that's 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 what happens, you know. And that's what he doesn't do. And we got to take a break right now, but we're going to come back and talk some football. Enough of this baseball stuff. Uh, we'll be right back on G Cobb in the house. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back. No questions asked. Let's face it, the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes. The team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful. The fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be. 
but how do you make them faster? After all, like many coaches, maybe you were told that you can't teach speed, that an athlete is either born with it or they're not, right? Wrong. Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. We're back here on GCOB in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com, and we were talking some baseball, but that's got to come to an end because we still football's still number one. I'm sorry, go Phillies, but uh, football's still the best for me. So let's let's talk a little Eagles. And uh, last time we were on here was before the Eagles went out, and to say they laid an egg in Oakland, God, that's an understatement. I mean. The Eagles, are, they're such a much better team than the Raiders. And one of the things, uh, you have to give credit to the Raiders. They did come out and play. They they actually played with, with a little bit of heart. Uh, their defensive line just absolutely destroyed the Eagles' offensive line. And, and they were they were doing the one thing that if you do this, an offense is really never going to be able to do anything, and that's pressure up the middle. They were up in Donovan's grill every time he stepped back. And they were all over him. And, and you know, when, when they weren't all over him, Donovan missed some receivers, and the offense couldn't do much. Um, and, 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 of they, course, they, and they kept throwing every down. Yeah, gee, I mean. I mean, you know, Andy should be arrested. You know, I wrote that, you know, um, uh, <laughs> somebody was texting me about something. But anyway, um, the um, – the thing about Andy is he has done this so many times. Uh, you know, that it, come on. I, I wrote that it, he, somebody should be arrested for, that, for what happened last week. Somebody should have been, had some cuffs slapped on them, and they should have been taken to jail. I mean, because for them to let the Raiders, regardless of everything else that happened, to hold them the nine points with all of the talent they have, it's totally ridiculous, and you got to blame Andy and Marty that you would you, you you would continue. You cannot protect the passer, but you throw every down, and you not only that you throw deep. I mean, you got to be out of your mind. Yeah, and he seems I mean, to realize it after the game, as though once he leaves the field, there's this moment of clarity where he's able I mean, to come on, man. body experience and look. It's you know even even if you want to throw. What if, where's the screen? Let let the pass rush come, dump it behind him, draw plays. I mean, you know, 
running the ball, whatever it is, there, there's ways to neutralize a pass rush. And like you said, it wasn't just that they kept throwing. They kept looking deep, and it was a day when not just that they couldn't protect Donovan, who still has a broken rib. There's some days, whether it's Donovan, whether it's anybody, when it's just not happening. You're just not on your game that day. He doesn't seem to recognize that some days it's just not Donovan's day. And you know, he wasn't hitting anything. He wasn't really close to a lot of stuff. He was, he was really off target. And, and, yes, some of that had to do with having Richard Seymour in his face uh, every down. But, gee, are you shocked that they've gotten so far away from the, the screen or, or was Sean Andrews that, that important to that play? Uh, well, no. I mean, uh, I mean, think of think of uh, last year. I mean, Sean wasn't out there when they broke that. Uh, they broke the one against the um, Vikings. Against the Vikings. So, I mean, you know, it's not just Sean. It, it's just really, you know, it, it, it's what happened is that Andy and Marty got drunk with that deep pass. They were hitting all those deep passes, and then somebody comes out and tries to take it away from them, and they're shocked. Come on, man. Oh, they're playing zone. They're not supposed to be playing zone. Hey, they're playing zone. They're not supposed to be playing zone. <laughs> hey, dude, they're playing zone. And there was no Osmore. He was out oh, come game. on, man. Oh, my God. He's, he's, I think he's the best quarter in football. I mean, and, and he's not in the game. And, and the Raiders, I mean, come on. The Raiders, do you think they have a lot of important pieces that they can afford to miss? No. They're terrible. They're a brutal team. They're a brutal team, and then to come out, and then this is an issue, G, this is a problem. This, this Trotter thing is a problem. He, I know, that know, was bad, they man. Have, they have him in there on quote-unquote running downs. We'll, we'll call it first and second down. It's a passing league. Those aren't designated running downs anymore, and if, if I'm an offensive coordinator and I know he's going to be in there on quote-unquote running downs, they are no longer running downs for me. I'm sending a back through. I'm sending a tight end through. That's what the Raiders did. up stupid. I mean, you know, it, I mean, you, you know, you said it. Like I said, I wrote that, you know, to that this week. But come on, man! As a defense, you don't di- dictate what the offense does. It's vice versa. Who cares? Well, hey, wait a minute! You can't run. I mean, you can't be passing. This is our run, guys. The defense. <laughs> man, come on, man! And, and then they're, they're trying to sell it to me and say, "Well, he's still getting his legs under him." You don't have time for him to get his legs under him. And B. He's not getting his legs under him. He can't run anymore. He can't. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I was looking at him. I was over at practice looking at him. And the thing is, the stuff that you can't get back, it's that core stuff. It's your stomach, your butt, your your thighs, and and there's a certain level of it that, you know, as you get older, especially if you don't stay on it, you lose it, man. You, and you know what? You can, you can go out and walk down the street, you're the average guy, but you can't compete on a world-class level once you let that stuff go. It's very hard to get back, and I'll tell you right now, he doesn't have it back, so it's very hard for him to change direction. Very hard. Yeah, it's obvious. I mean, even him trying to make that tackle against Zach Miller, and I guarantee you if they find a way to get him on the ground, they find a way to win that game. Um, but but it's not just the fact that the Trotter can't run. It's that they don't have great linebackers. It's not like he's flanked by two great players. No, King Jordan and, and Gokong is a liability in, in coverage too. So you have that, that's an entire middle of a defense that's just not that good. And I don't know what it is that they don't value those positions. But boy, when Stuart Bradley went down, I don't know that I realized how screwed they were. And now. 
Now no Gaither, and he was no great shakes to begin with, so he's yeah. gone. And, you know, Will Witherspoon, you know, you're a linebacker. What's your take on Will Witherspoon? Well, he's, he's, uh, from looking at him, he's a very good athlete and everything. Um, and I think he could go out and he'll be able to make some plays, especially against the passing game and everything. But he's not a big physical guy. He's just not. And uh, those, 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 that line in front of him has got to play well for him to be able to deal with the run. They're going to have to be exceptional. Bunkley and Patterson are going to have to step up big time. And they've been good. I'm not knocking them. But, boy, are they wearing thin. What happens if something happens to Witherspoon? I mean, the trade deadline's come and gone. And to me, I, you know, speaking of the trade deadline, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous that it's this soon in the season. I'm not saying have it like hockey where it's like a day before the playoffs start. I know. But that's early. I mean, now the Eagles are in a position where I don't know what do you do. And if something happens, you've got to add, oh, boy, somebody bad. There's got to be somebody bad off mm-hmm. the practice squad or off somebody else's practice squad. Um, but this, is, this could be an Achilles heel for the Eagles this season. And even that said, the defense wasn't the problem on Sunday. You hold them to 13 and lose three field goals? And what's Akers' problem? Why is it when the Eagles, you know, everybody throws in their clunkers. When the Eagles throw in a clunker as a team, Akers is always right there. And he has been yeah. down this season. And, yeah, you know, I mean, you think of it, you know, I mean, he, see, and, and this is where, you know, I, we were just talking about the Phillies, right? Okay. Okay, not everybody played well and everything. But see, all you need is one or two guys. If you got some great players, they'll just pull. They'll, they'll take over this game, and boom, you win the game anyway. Such and such didn't play well. Such and such, and that's all you hear about. Well, such and such didn't play well. That they don't really even talk about that that much because you won anyway. And see, you know, Acres let them down when they couldn't do that. And and then the, the other thing is, you know, uh, they didn't give Westbrook a chance to save them. Westbrook could have saved them. See, and that's where, that's coaching. Come on, man. Look, uh, right now, Donovan has gotten pounded, and, th- and they forget, you know, the dude is just coming off a crack rip. I mean, how many times you go, how many shots you going to let the guy take? Well, first of all, they've gotten to him enough where he's, 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 he's off right now. And, they, and they've been coming, and they've done an excellent job of getting pressure on him. Okay. We see that Westbrook, he looks pretty healthy. He looks pretty healthy. So, we're going to give the ball to him a little bit. We're going to feed him a little bit and let him pull us out of this. And then, so we're going to do that. And, um, you know, we're not going to ask for Donovan to throw the ball 50 times. After all, this is a low-scoring game. Goodness, what are you doing? Yeah, and, and Andy Reid's not dumb. Contrary to what a lot of people in Philadelphia think, which is ridiculous, he's a very bright guy. And I don't know what he's saying that – I don't know if it's an ego thing where he's, I'm going to prove to you that my way works. Well, your way will work if you make adjustments. He's got so many weapons. He's got a ton of ways to kill you. He just – if one thing's not – unless the run. If the run's not working, well, we'll give that two tries and then we're done with it. Yeah. Remember what was it last year after one of the games? He said, well, I'm not going to bang my head against the wall. You know, if it's not working, I'm going to get away from it. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not the same as the pass. The deep ball wasn't working a lick. Yeah. And he, you know that's I mean, that's, that's not, the problem with these guys. And then the other thing is, if Kevin Cobb was playing, they wouldn't have thrown the ball that many times. 
I mean, if he, was, if he was getting pounded like that, they wouldn't have thrown the ball that many times. And I got to blame Donovan, too, because he sits over there like a robot, and he don't step in there and say, wait a minute, stop throwing the stinking ball so much. Yeah, you're right. I mean, come and, on. And, you, you, you know, you got enough status. Whoa, 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 coach. Whoa. Come on, coach. Look. Can we put the ball on the ground a little bit? Goodness. I, but, I, see, I he doesn't say anything. And, you know, that's why it's going to end up. It's going to cost him, man. He's going to be out of here. Uh, it's just stupid, man. It, you know, they've done that too many times. They did that same thing. They've done this too many times, you know. That, that's inexcusable for, uh, you know, uh, seasoned professionals to be like that because you've got to be able to make an adjustment. Yeah, You know, you it's not like they don't have the plays in there. they got plays. You said it with the Kevin Cobb comment because they did such a, an excellent, excellent job in 06. Donovan goes down, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, guys, we got to regroup. we got to think of something here because we don't have Donovan now. If they gave Donovan the game plan they gave for Garcia, and it's not quite the same because – I mean, what, the thing is, you, you know, take some of the heat off of the guy. Golly. And, you know, and the thing is, with Donovan, though, he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't change anything. I mean, come on. And if you're not going to change anything, you're going to be that stupid where you realize – we got a left tackle that can't block his guy. Oh. Okay? We got two doggone, we got a doggone guard that can't block his guy. And, 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 and Seymour is terrorizing every one of them. Now, Coach, we can't be doing seven-step drops, okay? If you don't mind, we could stop those a little bit. And, and, and you know what? Why, why don't we do something where, and, and then uh, Donovan and um, Selleck have to get to the point where, when they're going to overload a side and come like that, all he has to do is tap one of them and then slide out, and he's right open. It's easy running right there. And they've got to be able to, to do that and, and, you know, and, and get to the point where he says, look, okay, they're putting pressure on me. Look, hit your guy. Hit your guy and slide out. Yeah, and you mentioned a name that, boy, for a guy that's been so good this year, man, Brent he was terrible. Selleck was brutal on He was Sunday. terrible, man. And it was what, gee, didn't you get the feeling right around the third quarter, it was like, this is just one of these days, nothing's going to go right. Well, and see, we but, 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 but right the thing now. is. We'll be back on the other side, look at this red But team. see, this is the thing oh, is, you, you, you win those games. When you've got a good team, you find out, well, okay, who is hot? Is there anybody hot? Westbrook. Okay, the guy, the guy gained 50 yards on what, six carries, and he gained. 90 yards on like nine catches or something. They're going like, look, we got to give this guy the ball. He's healthy today. Let's get him the ball. <laughs> All we need is one drive. All we need is one drive. You know? And, and, I, and I thought on that last drive, Donovan was greedy on that. I mean, I, mean, I got I to blame some of this on Donovan, man. I mean, come on. Donovan, okay, okay, you know the situation. Okay, you got to go right away. Okay, all right, hey, 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 coach, look. I'm getting killed in there, okay? We, we, we cannot be throwing deep. Coach, they're sitting in a zone. We're not going to be able to complete that stuff deep. Let's go ahead and dial it back. We're going to take the short stuff. You know, and he, he should go to the sideline and tell him. I, I'm sitting over there going, look, okay, you know, they're, not, they're, they're playing zone. You know, they're taking away the deep stuff. And, and you know, like I said, why would you be shocked that they would do that? I mean, a, a, a reputable NFL coach is going to do that, especially when he looks at the film and sees that the Eagles were killing everybody going deep. The Raiders were getting killed, the people going deep. So they say, you know what? 
We're getting killed in man-to-man. Hey, I got a great idea. Why don't we play zone? Oh, boy. What are you going to do? G-Cop in the house. We'll be back with you in a little bit. Talking more about the Eagles and the Phillies. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports if you're a fantasy football lover you need to take a few minutes to listen to this commercial even if you're a novice this could be for you butts and butts along with former nfl linebacker sean barber have revolutionized the way you'll play fantasy football that's right suicide fantasy football is now available go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com for all the details you'll get the hot tips on this new game and find out how to win twenty-five thousand dollars. suicide fantasy football is just like the game you know and love with a little twist there's no draft you select a lineup every week and just about every starter from an nfl team is available to you. The catch is, you only use a player one time each season. Pick Brady Tomas for the first week. Save McNabb and Peterson for the stretch run. You're the GM of your own team and you make the call. Here's your chance to show everyone that you're the smartest fantasy football player week in and week out. There's no lucky draft picks. No waiver wire moves because you're in last place. It's simple. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com and sign up for a league and show everyone who's boss. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. 
All right, everybody, we're back. G Cobb in the house on Voice America Sports. I'm Michael Warren along with G Cobb. And uh, we talked about the debacle that was the Eagles Raiders game last weekend. And for Philadelphia fans, boy, it was, with all the great things going against the Phillies, it was like, are you joking? I have to deal with that. It would have been just so nice to get the win, you know, spread a little joy. I know, I mean, that's one loss. Man. Now they got the Redskins. See, the Redskins on Monday night. Uh, this team is, they're bad. They're a brutal team. I mean, yeah, but they always give the Eagles them. trouble. I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be no, I don't, well, you know they're not going to be able to score but so much because the, the Redskins, nobody, you know, everybody talk about how bad the Redskins are. They're not talking about their defense. They're talking about their offense. Yeah. Their offense is terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> But their defense, their defense, if they had, you know, their, their defense, they got a good defense. They do a good job. They, uh, they're, they're fifth in the league in defense. Hey, no, they have, a, they have a very good defense. I mean, and that starts with, with guys like Hainsworth. Uh, mm-hmm. They do have a good defense. I mean, but the offense. Now, they haven't been playing against, you know, great teams, but, you know, I, I, they know the Eagles. You know when teams know each other. They know the Eagles. They do. Oh, and, hey, it's NFC East. Uh, so it doesn't really matter who's good or bad. It's always going to be a tough game. Yep. Uh, Vinny Serrato came out, the, the Redskins GM, and gave Zorn a full vote of confidence for the rest of the year. And you wonder how much that has to do with his own job. I mean, do you think Snyder can really keep Serrato? I know he likes Serrato as GM because Serrato doesn't tell him no. He goes, yes, Dan. Whatever, oh, yeah, anything you, yeah, whatever you want, Dan. Yeah, great idea, Dan. Do you think Serato's jobs in James? How long can Dan Snyder continue with this group of people? I mean, the truth is. Well, you know, uh, you know, all I know is, you know, there's been rumors starting about him and Serato, something going on between them. I mean, how could he keep this guy around? <laughs> this guy, everything that he touches, it turns, you know, <laughs> turns to something bad, you know, and. How he could continue, and of course he's got b- bottomless money, you know. So he doesn't care about the money. He he wants to win, and there's no telling what's going to happen uh, next year uh, when when they get to the uh, you know where there's no salary cap. You know, <laughs> you yeah, you had better get all your guys mean. signed because you know he's going to sign them. Yeah, I mean, you could be looking at a Shanahan or a home like you know one of these big names. You know, but if I'm if I'm a Shanahan or a Cower or one of these big names, why on earth would I want to go work for the Redskins? How, how do you spell it? M O N E Y. Yeah, well, yeah, hey, but they have money. I mean, it's kind of an instance. You you would have to go in there, gee. If you were going to take that job, wouldn't you have to go in there and say, "All right, Dan," but I don't want to hear a word. Yeah, well, you know, now you're probably going to hear something. He's going to want to talk to you, so. But you got to get Vinny out of there, man. <laughs> Terrible. You got to get in between him and Vinny. That's Vinny, what you got to do, you know. I agree. Vinny Serrato is one of the worst GMs in football, but he keeps his job. And I, I really think Dan Snyder just wants someone to agree with him. And you can't, you can't run a football team like that. Dan Snyder has too much of his hands in the everyday. Yeah, operation. you know, it's it's, it's buddy buddy stuff. You know, something like that. You know. I, you you could make the argument that the Redskins are heading the way of the Raiders with, with Al Davis just way too involved. Well, it's not that bad, but, but yeah, in a way, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to get that bad, but you got a, a, a lame duck 
coach. He's, he's not sticking around too long. A lame duck quarterback. Jason Campbell's not going to be back. I know. They did, boy. He just. And. They uh, dogged him, boy. I mean, I mean, you talking about. <laughs> they were going trying to bring everybody in there for him, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, it's Clinton Portis. I mean, he's still owed a lot of money. He's probably back next year. But he's got bone spurs in both ankles. He can't run very well anymore. They blew three second-round draft picks last year on three guys that have done nothing and don't look like they're going to do anything anytime soon. I mean, just the opportunities are just wasted. This team is going to erode to nothing. Uh, maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you tell Serrata you're gone, Campbell, gone. Gee, do you ever think, do you, do you think Campbell got a fair shake in the NFL so far? All the different offensive coordinators? Uh, not really, but, you know, you're not guaranteed a fair shake. You know, yeah. you got to be in the right place at the right time. I mean, you're not guaranteed a fair shake, you know. You might have to go somewhere else to get a fair shake. Right. It's as yeah. simple as that. It's, you know, fair shake, you know, uh, people were talking about that with Kevin Cobb. Look, nobody guaranteed anybody any fair shake. Look, if we happen, okay, let's say you go in and you didn't get a chance to really do much, and you, you didn't do bad, but it so, just so happens that the guy behind you is going to be a future Hall of Famer. Once you once he gets in there, they, they don't care about no fair shake. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, I didn't get a fair shot. Well, he's better than you, and that's all we need to know. <laughs> I've got your fair shake right over here. I mean, seriously, think about it. I mean, nobody cares about that. If that guy's better than you, hey, well, we weren't fair to him. Look, we don't, look, look, take that down the street. <laughs> we got no time for that, man. We're looking for good players. We find a good player in a position. An outstanding player. Don't mention a great player. There's nothing else to talk about. But what about the other guy? What about him? You know, that's 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 the way it is in the NFL. You know, I mean, yeah, and, and that's just the way it is. I mean, uh, those guys up in and uh, how many people are talking about those guys up in Minnesota? Hey, this is not fair. Tavares Jackson. Have you heard anybody mention him? No, 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 no. Hey, I agree. Look, but gee, that, that's it. That's our time for this week. Uh, Good show as always. Uh, this is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see what happens with this World Series. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.